Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts season two of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. In 1982, the National Hockey League landed in New Jersey. A Denver-based team, the hapless Colorado Rockies, had been purchased by new ownership and relocated to the Garden State at a cost of roughly $32 million, which is more than $96 million in today's money. The Rockies were named after the Rocky Mountains range, which lies more than 1,800 miles, some 3,000 kilometers, west of New Jersey. Obviously, a rename was in order. A statewide Name the Team contest drew more than 10,000 votes. Some of the more popular names included the New Jersey Gulls and the New Jersey Meadowlanders. But in the end, fans chose a name that sounds way more sinister, at least to the uninitiated, the New Jersey Devils. 
hockey buffs didn't just pick this at random. Unlike the Colorado Rockies, the new name had a distinctly local flavor. It pays tribute to regional folklore. With more than 1,195 residents per square mile, New Jersey is the most densely populated state in the United States. And yet, 22% of its total land area, representing a huge chunk of South Jersey, is covered by an expanse of sandy, swampy forests. Known as the Pine Barrens, this place is an outdoorsman's paradise with winding trails, campgrounds aplenty, rustic blueberry farms, and its own answer to Bigfoot. Legend says that there's a winged creature that stalks the barrens by night. The hellish beast is an all-American cryptid, which is a word for an animal, the existence of which remains unproven by science. Think Sasquatch or the Loch Ness Monster. Believers call this one the Jersey Devil. Skeptics call it a smear campaign. More precisely, some scholars see the Jersey Devil as a folkloric offspring of an old political feud, one that involved Benjamin Franklin of all people. Today, there is a friendly north-south rivalry inside New Jersey's borders. Uh, See, for example, the great Taylor-Ham pork roll debate. But during the late 17th and early 18th centuries, things were different. The British-held colony that became the modern state of New Jersey was split somewhat vertically into East Jersey and West Jersey. West Jersey was the adopted home of Daniel Leeds. Born in England in 1651, he was a Quaker and a pamphlet writer who emigrated to the town of Burlington in what's now southwestern New Jersey. In 1687, Leeds published the first edition of his very own almanac. This became a lightning rod for controversy. Many Quakers who read the text objected to its use of astrology and heathen Greco-Roman planet names. When Quaker leadership turned against Leeds, he went on the offensive. The pamphleteer befriended anti-Quaker politicians and wrote a 1699 manifesto denouncing Quaker theology titled A Trumpet Sounded Out of the Wilderness of America. Bridges were burned. One prominent Quaker took aim at Leeds by writing a pamphlet that called him Satan's Harbinger. It wouldn't be the last time someone associated Leeds or his family with the devil. Daniel Leeds died in 1720. But despite all the notoriety, his almanac lived on. Later editions were overseen by his son, Titan Leeds. And this is where Benjamin Franklin comes in. He owned a rival publication, Poor Richard's Almanac, which jokingly predicted, by way of astrology, that Titan Leeds would die on October 17th of 1733. He didn't. Leeds punched back by calling Franklin a fool and a liar in print. Then, tongue planted firmly in cheek, Franklin suggested that Titan Leeds must surely be dead and that his ghost was writing nasty things about him from beyond the grave, 18th century trolling at its finest. Details of the feud are explored in Brian Regal and Frank J. Esposito's 2018 book, The Secret History of the Jersey Devil, How Quakers, Hucksters, and Benjamin Franklin Created a Monster. In it, the authors wrote, Franklin's clever statements about Leeds were, in reality, an attempt to discredit his almanac competitor by linking him to Satan. In that age, it was not unusual to paint one's enemies as stargazing agents of the devil. The fact that Leeds promoted a belief in astrology in his popular almanac made perfect fodder for the clever Franklin. By clashing with Franklin, 
Titan Leeds, who died for real in 1738, hurt his family's public reputation. That Daniel Leeds had been a counselor of an unpopular governor of New York and New Jersey worsened the family's public relations troubles during the American Revolution. Over the years, insinuations that the Leeds were somehow linked with Satan morphed into an East Coast horror story. An 1859 Atlantic Monthly article contains the first unambiguous written reference to the character that we now call the Jersey Devil. Its author, W.F. Mayer, had been exploring the Pine Barrens, where he met a resident who told him that she'd once seen the Leeds Devil. Mayer's guide informed him that this was part of an old superstition. Supposedly, a woman known as Mother Leeds had long ago given birth to a deformed monster still at large in the Barrens. After Mayer's piece ran in Atlantic Monthly, more retellings were published, and some of them added gory details. In contemporary versions of the narrative, Mother Leeds is usually cited as an 18th century witch who gave birth to a dozen perfectly normal children, but her 13th pregnancy ended in disaster. Arriving in agony during the painful childbirth, poor Leeds hollered, oh, make it a devil, or something like that. The rumor was that Mother Leeds bore a hideous beast who stood upright like a man, but this was no man. Her offspring had a goat's head, or a horse's, a snake-like tail, hoofed legs, and the wings of a great bat. There's a high body count in some iterations of the tale. The newborn creature may or may not have killed Mother Leeds, her midwife, and or its own siblings before flying up the chimney and escaping into the wilderness. Reported Jersey Devil sightings made great headline fodder. In the first decade of the 20th century, several Philadelphia newspapers ran stories about curious hoof prints dotting snowy corners of the Pine Barrens. A few of these prints had supposedly turned up on rooftops. Other accounts sounded more harrowing. One taxi driver in 1927 in Salem City, New Jersey, said the devil attacked his vehicle. Across state lines, publicity hound Norman Jeffries caused quite a stir in 1909 when he announced that the Leeds devil had been captured alive after a terrific struggle and would be displayed at a Philadelphia museum. Jeffries' monster turned out to be a live kangaroo wearing painted stripes and a set of artificial wings. When it comes to dramatizing the Jersey Devil, nobody can top the Garden State's one and only Bruce Springsteen. As a tribute to the state's favorite cryptid, the rock star penned a bluesy ballad called A Night with the Jersey Devil back in 2007. He wrote at the time, Dear friends and fans, if you grew up in Central or South Jersey, you grew up the Jersey Devil. Here's a little musical Halloween treat. Have fun. Today's episode is based on the article, How Ben Franklin Helped Ignite the Jersey Devil Hysteria, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Mark Mancini. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com, and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. Uh, Canva helps you get your point across, uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. 
you start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 